It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. It's a uh, Monday. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Tournament crazy over the uh, the weekend, so there are a ton of scores. I saw double headers on Friday and Saturday. Yep. Um, I enjoyed myself on Friday. Yeah. Uh, even though neither of my games were very close. I enjoyed myself the, on Friday, too. The good guys were winning. Uh, and on uh, Saturday, oh, man, I hate Saturday doubleheader baseball that's non-league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was listening to that game, and I can understand why. But we'll get into it. Um, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, this is going to be our last podcast together for a week. Yeah, you'll get over it. Yeah, I will. But um, I don't know right. if the people enjoy just listening to me, but they'll have to. It'll be all right. You can get people in. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But anyway, anything else before we wrap up this very brief, convoluted intro? No, nothing at all. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. 
Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, let's uh, get right to it with what we saw on Friday, uh, Brady, and we're going to start with uh, the baseball on uh, Friday because, quite frankly, you had a a great, great uh, yeah. After game. the week of baseball games, I saw I was due for something really good, and it was the first time I got to see these two teams because we don't get out to BWAC land as much as we should. Uh, Armada and Richmond came to play. I only saw game one of the doubleheader, and it was maybe the best. I think the best baseball game I've seen all year. You had two pitchers that were throwing their best stuff. You had Ben Hitzelberger on the mound for Richmond, and you had Carter Maddy pitching for Armada. And I'll get into it a little more later, but Carter Maddy left it all on the field. It was a really fun performance. No one could really get anything going. It was scoreless going into the sixth inning. I, I believe uh, Richmond, they didn't get their first hit until the fourth inning on a Reese Rinna double, and they only had, I think, Three hits on uh, Maddie all day long. He's a left-handed pitcher. There's actually two lefties throwing for both teams, and they just are throwing great stuff. Hitzelberger, he went four innings. He struck out nine, and by the end, I mean, he the Armada hitters just had no idea what was coming. Yeah, They were guessing. They didn't know. They, they were off balance, and yeah, at one point uh, – between him and Ryan Nettles, uh, they struck out six straight Armada Tigers, and yeah, they did. They just didn't know what was coming. <laughs> I, I saw him pitch against Croslex in the game when I was out there, and mm-hmm. he was uh, the, he didn't have his best stuff that day, and it was good enough to beat the Pioneers, who are a good team. Yeah, and this is why this was a big game for Richmond because they were a game back of Croslex in the BWAC standings. That one loss they had, and Croslex hadn't lost yet. So you go to the top of the sixth, and Armada's able to push across the run. A double from Jaden Hill, and then, or excuse me, no, that was the seventh, rather. It was a single from Justin Sturrett that was back in the sixth. A, a pop-out, a strikeout, then an RBI single from Travis Van Heist to drive him in, and it's one nothing, and you're going, that might be the game. Well, Richmond didn't take much time to answer back. Brock Riggs singled to lead off the sixth, and then a uh, a stolen base and a uh, RBI single from Denny Saligan, the the uh, center fielder, drove him in, and it's one one. And you're like, oh, this this is going to extras, and Armada in the top of the. Uh, not at the top of the seventh, rather. Gets a pop-out to start as Carson G had come in to pitch at this time. Then Jaden Hill ropes the double. Cole Mahaffey walks, and Carter Maddie is the nine-hitter. So you're like, okay, you have one out, and you have two runners on. Don't give the nine-hitter anything easy. Don't walk him. Don't get him on, and you load the bases for the top of the order. Well, Carter Maddie turned on one, and it – I was like, oh, that's a line drive. That's going to be in the gap. That might score one. That maybe scores two. And it just kept carrying and carrying. And next thing I know, it's bouncing into the parking lot outside the right field fence. And it's a three-run bomb for Maddie, who was in the middle of pitching an amazing game. And it's 4-1, and you're like, that's the game. It's over. It was strikeout line out to end the inning. And then you go to the bottom of the inning. Uh, Richmond in the seventh. Brock Riggs gets a leadoff single. And then Danny Saligan 
or excuse me, sorry, that's the wrong one. It was a no, that was right in the in the seventh. Sorry, I, I can't, it went to extra inning. Spoiler alert! In the uh, <laughs> that's why I'm mixed up because I was going one in the sixth. It was Joe Parnello that ended up scoring after a fielder's choice on an RBI single from Jackson Jones. So Brock Riggs singled in the seventh to uh, bring someone up, and then Denny Saligan got the RBI single there. But um, as Riggs was coming around to score. Saligan was trying to stretch it into two because they thought they were going to try to cut him off at home. And Maddie did a great job, cut it off, turned, threw it to second, boom, tagged him out. And that was the last batter he'd faced because he had reached 105 pitches. Mm -hmm. So gave it his all, literally went as far as he could go. They brought in Wyatt Waskins. The first batter walked. And then Kyle Trombley came up to bat and roped a double down the line that scored him. So now, and I thought that one had a chance to go. It was a one hopper off the fence. And then Reese Rinna, boom, two RBI double, tie ball game in the ninth. Pop out, fly out, we're going to extras. Armada went down fairly quietly, uh, fly out and error, a pop out and a fly out. And then in the bottom of the inning, Jones walked. Dabalier sacrificed him over, and then Brockerig struck out, struck out with Dabalier at third, uh, or excuse me, Jones at third, and you're like, oh, no. Well, Denny Salgan came up again, ripped a single on the left. Richmond won an extras 5-4 to stay one game back of uh, Cross-Lex, and Dennis, it was a really good game, and I feel bad because Carter Maddie left it out there. Like, that was a kid that you could not have asked for anymore from that he gave you everything on the mound and at the plate and they just fell short and I felt bad for the kid because he did everything in his power to win that game but that also shows you to Richmond and and how good they are in their drive to be down four to one like like you said you're going okay it's over kids on the Richmond bench when they see that three-run homer go out you know you're like yeah yeah, and then they know again, what kind of day that they've been having. When Saligan made it four to two and then got thrown out at second, you went, "Oh, that's the rally killer." Now instead of man on second, nobody out. You have nobody on with one out, and you have to restart the rally. Yeah, and that's hard to do. So that's to me, that's a really good win for it Richmond. was a really. They ended up winning the second game of the doubleheader too. I was not there for that, but no Richmond. Wins it 5-4. You see why they're one of the better teams in the state, uh, why they could be making a, a really deep run. Now, I, uh, Anchor Bay got handled by St. Clair the first two games last week, uh, and then they won uh, on, uh, was it Thursday, 10 to nothing. They played De La Salle on Friday at De La Salle and won that game 7-5. to five. So either I'm just like in awe of the De La Salle name and they're not as good in baseball as they are at football hmm. or, or whatever, but to me, that's a great recovery from a week that really started out miserable for Anchor Bay. They had COVID issues. They were missing kids. They got uh, mercied in one game at home and shut out in the uh, other game, outscored 18-2, to two. and then they end the week – by beating a really good Saints team, mercying a really good Saints team, and then going to De La Salle and getting that win. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good uh, good recovery by Anchor Bay. That's a Richmond-like recovery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keeping yes, the theme going. And then Lance Cruz North beat Algonac 12-2. That was the only other baseball score I had in uh, on uh, Friday. I saw a couple of softball games. Over at uh, Port Huron High, the Big Reds were playing Warren Woods uh, Tower, uh, and the uh, the Lady Big Reds are putting up some big numbers right now. They're heating now. up like, at the right time. Yeah, it, it kind of started uh, back uh, uh, over a week ago now at the Algonac tournament where they played really, really well. Um, in, in game one, Tower actually scored in the top of the first. They loaded the bases with nobody out. Mm-hmm. Single, single error. Loads the bases. Um, Savannah uh, Kanya was on the mound. Got a pop-up. And then the next uh, hitter, Jordan Lipinski, hit a shot to third that Izzy Tremblay stabbed. 
got kind of confused for a second uh, of what she wanted to do with the ball. Like, am I supposed to throw it home? Am I supposed to try to turn a double play here? Right. And finally she's just like, okay, I got to get an out. So she ran over to the bag at third and tagged it to get an out and on the play a run scored. And then Kanye struck out uh, the next hitter to end the inning. And it's one nothing Tower, and it's like, okay, you know, Tower came up in the first inning, you know, six kids come to the plate. Uh, it right. looks like they've got a little bit of offense. Right. You know, the first batter for the Big Reds, Jaden DeLong, line drive down the right field line that took uh, a bounce to the fence down in, in the corner, maybe uh, a foot or two fair down in the corner, and she didn't stop running until she touched home plate. Inside the park home run, game's tied at one. Next two hitters make easy outs. Izzy Trombley got carved up and struck out. Emma Trombley hit one off the end of the bat right back to the, the pitcher. Uh, but then Morgan James doubles. Julia Gilbert singles to put runners at the corners. Uh, what James was doing holding up, hmm. I don't know. Neither did her coach. But we're not going to yell at Morgan James because when I give you the end numbers. Yeah. Yeah. She's like. Uh, and then Jordan Fiedler. I really like this player. Mm-hmm. Like already she's shown that she can hit and she's not even like started yet. Yeah. Like she's going to be so much better the the next couple of years. She rakes a two-run double and it's 3-1 Big Reds at the end of the first and then they just never look back. They never stop hitting. They get an RBI double from Izzy Trombley in the second, an RBI single from Fiedler again in the third. Uh in the uh, fourth, they score five runs, a three-run bases loaded double by Morgan James broke the game wide open and Julia Gilbert who had four hits on the day doubled her in so now all of a sudden it's eight to one and then or excuse me ten to one and then uh they didn't score in the uh the fifth inning even though they had the potential winning run at second base but that always happens it's like yeah end it here and and we'll get into game two early and I'll get (laughs) home at a decent hour now they never do that but three straight hits in the bottom of the uh, sixth uh and Gilbert drove in the winning run she went four for four Two runs, two RBIs. Uh, Morgan James, three for four, two runs, three RBIs. Fiedler, two for three, three RBIs. Uh, two hits for DeLong, two runs scored, an RBI. Trombley had a – Izzy Trombley had a double and a run scored and an RBI. Two hits, two runs scored for uh, Emma Trombley. Two hits, two runs scored for Cami Trendy. Uh, Huddy had a hit too. Huddy, Trendy, and Reed, at that moment when they brought those three kids up from JV – it changed the way the Big Reds were playing ball. Mm. The The first couple weeks of the season, they couldn't catch the ball. And these kids started catching balls, and it was contagious, and everybody's catching the ball for them now. They're, they're, they are play, they're, they're climbing their way back to a team that, Dennis, did you think they would be a 500 team when you saw them the first couple times? No, no. I thought, oh, geez, this is going to be a long season. They absolutely – I saw them at Marine City get pummeled 22-11, to 11, I think – I think I gave them seven errors that day, and they probably had ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, from where they are, from when I saw them the first time to where they are now, they are a completely different ball team. Uh, and and they just took it to Tower in game two and ended up winning 14-4 to uh, four in that one. Uh, Emma Trombley went four for four, hit two homers, in her uh, last two at-bats, including a walk-off three-run homer in the fifth, finished the day with six RBIs. Her day was single run scored, double RBI run scored, two-run homer, three-run homer. Should have stopped at third. <laughs> Should have stopped at uh, third and uh, and gotten the cycle, but she didn't. And Morgan James right behind her, two-run double, two-run triple, uh, and drove in four runs. So in the doubleheader, Morgan James had seven RBIs. And then you go back, because they hadn't played all week. Right. They hadn't played since the Saturday tournament in Algonac where she drove in 11 runs in three games. So do the math, folks. That's 18 RBIs in five games from Morgan James. And you know what? I'm not even including the week before because her actual hot streak started during the week. So she's driven in over 20 runs in two weeks now. Yeah. That's so a stop, season uh, like, for some people. That That is. That would be leading – a lot of teams uh, for for this season. Like, it just incredible. And and the home run balls that Emma Trombley hit, incredible. So, in between Marysville, 
on Wednesday at Croslex hitting six home runs. P.H. hit uh, three, and a girl from uh, Tower hit a home run in the second game of the uh, doubleheader. Uh, Jordan Lipinski, she hit a bomb to left. Um, it was funny because I had just – mentioned that some people are sitting behind left field and they haven't gotten any souvenirs yet today <laughs> and then bang right to where they were sitting always how it works <laughs> out so 10 home runs in softball uh in the last two double headers that i've seen the ball continues to fly out um and i saw a few fly out in, in baseball over the uh, the weekend we, we can get to saturday stuff because there's going to be a lot to talk about there uh, not all of it good, no. too, by the way. But we'll get to that uh, after we uh, take a, a break here, uh, and we'll do it in segment two. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Ah, there's just no way to sugarcoat any of this, Brady. <laughs> well, <laughs> the uh, karma was coming for as much as we were praising Marysville pitching because, <laughs> yeah, that you got punished for that. It was both. Uh, I mean, okay, combined. These are combined totals from my doubleheader Saturday, Marysville Lakeview. And, and let me start this by Lakeview, 10-2 and two in the gold, 17 and 8 overall. This is a good baseball team. Yes, a team that had beat Marine City twice the previous week to set themselves up for a chance to win the gold. Yeah, uh, they're one game behind Lamphere in the standings. Over in the blue, Marysville is 9 and 3 in the league, one game behind Utica, uh, and they're 13 and 6 overall going uh, into this uh, doubleheader. So I thought, okay, we're going to see two good ball games on Saturday and it'll probably be, you know, tight, good pitching uh, and, and runs will be a premium. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm thinking if I get 10 runs total for the doubleheader, I saw an offensive yeah. outburst. <laughs> little uh, did you know. Little little did I know that I would see between these two pitching staffs 32 walks in two <laughs> games with 11 batters hit by a pitch. So 43 free passes. Nine errors. Jeez. <laughs> From two teams that normally catch and throw the ball two teams to the right that places. Are at the tops of their divisions. I can't even, like, I'm not even going to go through and count the number of wild pitches uh, and, and just things like that. Um it got better for Marysville. Like in game two, they only walked two, and they didn't hit anybody. But in game one, Viking pitching, 11 walks, seven hit batters. That's two f- times through the lineup of just going down to first. Like I just started like joking at some point because we had nine players hit by a pitch in the first game of a doubleheader, and I'm like, and nobody has squawked at anybody Nobody's like barking at any no no but like there's no animosity going on here. No like just, this is just weird. No one just like not even like mad, just like really again. <laughs> yeah, it was just like okay, I got hit again. I'll go down to first base. Um, and then in in game two, we only had uh, two hit by pitch, uh, and uh, I don't think it was on purpose. But Owen Vagey hit uh, five batters in game one. Not and on he, purpose, by the and, way. And, no, not on purpose. He was just wild. Yeah. He walked six. He hit five batters uh, and gave up three hits. <laughs> um, but uh, in, in game two, the first two times Owen came up, he got hit. <laughs> but anyways, um, I had never seen a home run hit at Marysville. Never. I'd never seen one. Uh, and I saw uh, two in uh, game one. Uh, Nathan Hill was the fourth hitter of the game. And after walk... Line out, hit by pitch. He bombed one over the left field uh, fence, kind of down the line, uh, maybe about 10 feet mm-hmm. from the pole. Uh, it, it was pretty good poke. Uh, it rolled to the bathrooms. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, and then uh, a couple of innings later, Owen Vagey hit one out to, like, left center that was a, a shot, too. Like, uh, the, the ball – was really carrying well, especially in the first game on Saturday. I know it was in the morning air, <laughs> but a lot of balls that I thought were routinely hit drove guys back out deep, and we had a couple of balls out by the fence, warning track. Larry Smayfield ran one. Larry Smayfield makes it look so easy, too. 
but he run, ran one down in left field that I thought was so far over his head, and he just ran. He just coasts back to the ball and grabs it right by the warning track, and yeah, easy out. Mm-hmm. Had it all the way. <laughs> um, and then there were a couple other balls that were just driven out deep to like center field. So the ball was really carrying in game one. Lakeview ended up winning game one, 11-5. They jumped out to a 7-0 lead, and uh, Marysville got it to 7-4 by the end of the fifth, uh, and then Lakeview outscored them 4-1 to in the last two at-bats to come away with the uh, win. Uh, Ryan Ferguson had a couple of hits and an RBI, a couple of hits for Nick Hong and an RBI. He had a double uh, in the uh, game. Um, so those were the leaders for Marysville in game one. Hill had just the one hit, but it was the three-run homer. Brandon uh, Giccardo, who caught in game one, this was this was his day. So remember, he's behind the plate. His pitchers are wild. He's digging balls out of the dirt all afternoon, getting foul tips off of them because that's the other thing uh, that I've been noticing the last few weeks. Everybody who gets two strikes on them has to foul the ball off three <laughs> times. It's the rule. Uh, apparently, but here, here's Jacardo's day. Hit by pitch, hit by pitch, RBI single, walk, RBI double. Efficient. <laughs> Very so he, efficient. He got on base five times, scored three runs. So pretty wild game. And I'm thinking, okay, Ferguson's pitching game two for Marysville, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a good effort mm-hmm. here. Uh, and and I, I was hoping so from Lakeview as well. Uh, and actually, Lakeview scored in the first inning. Lakeview didn't get their first hit off Ferguson until the fourth. He had a no-no going in the uh, the fourth, but they scored on him in the first with a walk. Then they tried to pick off and threw it away, so he ended up down at second. Fly ball moved him to third, and then a ground ball through the first baseman's leg scores the run. <laughs> so... Yeah, that, that was kind of the day. But uh, in the bottom of the first, I learned very quickly that uh, that Lakeview wasn't throwing their top guys no. in the second game of the double header. Walk, walk, E5, sacrifice fly, single walk, fly ball. Fielder's choice that scored a run even though they got an out. Yeah. Because it was a rundown play oh, between gotcha. the bases. Uh, and so they ended up scoring four runs and sending eight guys to the plate in the first, and I said, yeah, here we go again. And then you get the second inning, ground out, hit by pitch, walk, strikeout, two-run double, walk, another fielder's choice before you're out of the inning. And it's game two of a doubleheader, and the first two innings of the game have almost gone an hour, and you're just <laughs> like, this isn't going to end. And I and I was being good. Trevor Crowder was running the, the yeah. scoreboard. He was going nuts on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you can't blame the kid. He, he's yeah. wanted to play ball all year, and basically yeah. all year he's been sidelined. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like, oh, my God. I could go in and throw a strike. <laughs> those are the, yeah, those are the days you're sitting on the bench when it's your game off, and you're like, I did not bring enough seeds. I do not have enough Gatorade for this game. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Vikings ended up winning uh, game two ten to one. Uh, and their line in game two, 10 runs, seven hits, five errors. Marysville was sloppy. And then, you know, Coach Dahlman is like, eh, Saturdays are for learning. Saturdays mm-hmm. are for teaching. Saturdays we get everybody in and we, we see where we're at with certain guys uh, and we throw arms to figure it out. Well, Ferguson and Colin Richards did a great job in game two. Uh, they held uh, Lakeview to just two hits. But game one, oh, my goodness, seven hit by pitch, and 11 walks from Marysville staff. Remember the numbers you were given on Friday? Mm-hmm. Like, you should have just shut up because you jinxed them. Well, I said <laughs> I think I put the caveat in league game, so I'm still sticking with it. Because uh, in between game one and, and two, you know, I'm out stretching and running back and forth right. to get the lineups, uh, and, a, and a parent stopped me. Uh, and she's like, I couldn't believe the stats you guys were giving about our pitching. And, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what happened in game. <laughs> she's like, I don't know either. <laughs> so, yeah, 32 walks, 11 hit by pit, nine errors. That's 52 guys who got on base for free. Get it, uh, get it out of your system now. 
So there was uh, a lot of softball being played. You have all the scores for that. Yeah, um, re- real real Canton quick. Stuff. Si- since uh, we we were uh, just doing baseball, there were St. Clair played three on Saturday. Oh, that's right. They uh, did. And uh, they actually lost the first two that they played. Gross Point South seven to one. Notre Dame Prep eleven to one, and then they got a five nothing shutout win over New Haven. Yeah, there was a ton of softball. So were all of these in Canton? I all not the same. Saint Clair, Clair wasn't in Canton. No, but I, I guess apparently every year there's a huge tournament down in Canton and this was it this year, but it was at a bunch of different sites because of some the COVID rules and what have you. But this is what we have right now for these scores. Yeah, so Marysville played one, two, three, they four. They all played five, I five think. games. Marysville beat Canton fifteen to two, beat Kettering fourteen to four. Lost to uh, Dearborn Ford, right? Uh, Ford Academy, wherever, Henry Ford Academy, wherever six, that is. Six to one. Uh, that might be what we used to call Edsel Ford. I don't know. Uh, Marysville then beat uh, Lance Cruz North eight to six and then lost to Milford 17 to uh, eight. Uh, so they went uh, three and two. Yeah. In that tournament, so oh, they went three and two, so they won't get any love. Nope. from from any frauds. They're, they only won three out of five. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Marine City went down there, and after the first game with Novi, it was a rough day for them. They lost to Novi eight to seven. Then they were beaten by Grand Blank twelve nothing. Beaten by Wald Lake Northern nine to four. Woodhaven got them nineteen to seven, and Wald Lake Central got them seventeen to 10 so there's a, a young marine city team they brady they don't have the depth right now pitching wise to play five games in a day that and like you mentioned with the marysville game saturdays are for learning i i have no idea but i'm going to assume that there were some girls that were you moved them around you wanted to see what you had try things out because you, no one cares if you win this tournament no one cares if you go 5-0 and and you get a little medal that goes in a trophy case and in three years someone goes, what, what's this tournament? Why does anyone care? I'm assuming it's for learning. In the games that have really mattered, Marine City has played a lot better. Yeah, you would have liked them to see them win a few games here. I'm not going to get too concerned over it. No, but like, okay, so you, you get to districts and you have to play, let's say, three games in a day. You can do that. You can go Deetland Rickard, Deetland, or Rickard, yeah. Deetland, Rickard. Yeah. And, and you can figure it out. But for five games, you're really stretching yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everyone is. I don't know how many softball teams have five deep pitching. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to find softball teams that have one dominant pitcher because I haven't seen very many this year. Uh, Northern was there as well. They lost to Milford 11-2. to uh, Cousineau got them 17-4. to Cousineau is the most Jekyll and Hyde team on the face of the planet. They either score a ton of runs or they don't do yeah, anything. Yeah, you want to hear how Jekyll and Hyde they are? So they're 1-7 in the Mac Blue. You know what their record is overall? 12-12. 12 and 12. Yeah. So outside of Mac Blue play, they are 11-5. and 5. Inside mean, Mac Blue, they are 1-7. And, and their one win was a 23-20 game. Yeah, it, 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 in a snowstorm. It, it doesn't make any sense. Northern then beat West Bloomfield 12-1 to uh, before losing to Troy Athens 9-4 and Wald Lake Northern 10-0. So the Huskies went 1-4 on the, uh, the weekend, uh, but uh, did what they do. Scored a bunch of runs <laughs> in a game uh, and, and struggled to keep teams from scoring on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had St. Clair played uh, three. Was this in Northville? Northville, or? I believe, So yes. th- they actually had a tie against Northville in one mm-hmm. of the games, 4-4, four to four, probably a time limit thing. Yeah, the second softball tie we've seen, that, well, we've heard of this year. Yeah, because you, you had the 5-5 five, five one. Yeah, the one where the umps were just like, nope, done. The umpires, Maybe they had the the umpires just left. Uh, and uh, then uh, they lost to Detroit Mercy 14-2 and to Davison by a score of 9-1. to one. So a lot of softball going on in that event. Uh, and uh, Elmont played uh, three as well. They were in a tournament. I believe Bath was the host uh, of that tournament. They beat Laker 12-1. to one, And they beat Bath 12-5. to five, And they beat Lutheran North 12-10. to 10. I do not know which game she hit the home run, but I have to give a shout-out to my buddy's daughter, Gracie Koenig, hit her first career home run. 
So, and Elmont can just hit. And she wasn't the only one that hit a home run no. in the tournament. They had a, I was looking at a list. They had a list a mile long of names of people who hit a home run. Um, so, just crazy. Yeah, I think that's all what happened this weekend. No, we, we, uh, I wanted to get in because somehow we skipped. Um, who swept uh, – Armada swept oh, centerline How did we forget about header, that? And, I, and we need to talk about that. 17 nothing in game two. So I don't know what was going on there. But but, uh, but let's give a little context. This is a centerline team that was 18-0 and coming into it. Yeah, they play in the Matt Gold, but only six of those games were against Matt Gold teams. I don't care who you are. To go 18-0 and is kind of difficult, even though the Matt Gold might not be the toughest division. So that's a couple big wins for our our Meta team that struggled a little bit. And and game BUXA. one was a was a dogfight. It was yeah. five to four. It was a walk off. I think a walk off error at the plate. Uh, so our Meta pitched really well, and and I do agree with Dennis on this. Yes, there was a no hitter in the second game, but we think it has to go at least five innings. Yeah, for that, a that, seventeen to nothing. So that was a three inning game, yeah. four at the most. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, Great effort. You're gonna uh, throw the red the, the red flag and challenge but, it. But but I'm I'm not gonna give you the the, the no no on that <laughs> one. It's got to be at least five innings. I think that's fair. I, I I do too. I'm not trying to be mean. That doesn't take. And I'm not trying to take away from the fact that a girl went out there and they couldn't hit her. Right. I mean, it's not her fault that the other team could, that they couldn't pitch. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. And it's not her fault that that. She pitched All right, good. So it's, now I found the stat lines. Uh, yeah. Alexa Kanaki had the game-winning hit. Maddie Rosinski had a pair of doubles. Uh, Schram went all seven, struck out six. And in game two, Rosinski hit two home runs, including a grand slam. Wow. Had six RBIs. Uh, and then it was Dolls that threw the no-hitter in, three, and I believe, three innings of work. So, so that's two big wins. When you – play a team that's 18 and 0 and you sweep them and the first game is a dog fight and then you just crush them in the second game that's that's worth uh, a uh, a nod for being uh really good that day yeah armada again might not be where they want to be in BWAC standings but they're going to be a tough out in the district that league is so crazy brady it is. it's just so crazy the way all those teams hit and score, and it's just, I would it's bet nuts. I would bet Armada is top two, three in the MAC blue. Easy. I, I'm going to tell you what, and this uh, I don't I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with me, and maybe we should save it for the next segment. We'll drop it on me, and then we'll go to a break, and we'll see how it marinates. I think that you could take. A BWAC all-star team and win the state championship. In what division? One. What division are all the BWAC teams in? Two or three. Well, so, I mean, yeah, I don't. Put, a, put them in their I, division. I don't think you can do that with some teams that are there now, <laughs> as they are. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could make a BWAC all-star team, and they would be really tough to beat. I know this. They'd score like a state record for runs. <laughs> I don't know what the state record for runs is, but they'd be in the neighborhood. And they'd be in the neighborhood for whatever the state record is for home runs. <laughs> that league might already like have more home runs than any league in the state. Yeah, I'd love to see those stats. But yeah, anyway. I, I, I wish numbers like that were available because easily there's been 100 home runs hit in the BWAC this year. Easily. You think? There has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Every game you look at, somebody's hitting two, three home runs. It just the the list is a mile long. Um, anyways, uh, and and every time I do a BWAC game, I see a bunch of home runs. <laughs> anyway, there, there's it, it's it's crazy. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Michael's, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michael's Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michael's Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michael's really is your dealer for the people. Michael's Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Grand open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Guaranteed. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, so I'm doing my games on Saturday and all of a sudden I get interrupted with Twitter blasts about Brady and the dog. Yeah? <laughs> and you're complaining? Yeah, I am supposed to be about me in baseball yeah you're, you're trying to interrupt you were complaining you're about the on get stuck on sports twitter going forget yeah. about baseball here's pictures of my dog you're right what 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 did they want to listen to you go and that's ball four again yes oh that's a hit batter yes there are people with vested interest in that yeah yeah anyway yes i got her I was listening to you on the on the ride home and she was loving it like she rolled over and was like, "I want the guy talking to rub my belly." Yeah. No, she's she's been good. <laughs> Haven't gotten a lot of sleep the last couple nights. Cage training is hard. It tests the mental fortitude <laughs> because you put her in there and then she starts whining and you're just like, "No, I can't 
go get her. I want to. We slept on the couch, so we were next to her. But and you have to get up at one, let her out, get up a couple hours later, let her out again. And of course, every time you put her back in the cage, she whines again, and it's 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 tough. But she's been very good. Only had one accident in the house, and that was our <laughs> fault because we got distracted with dinner. And but everything else has been really good. She's a cute little chocolate lab. That yeah. If you want to see pictures, I did put it on the Twitter. Uh, you did. Yeah. They make them cute so you don't eat them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> where, where did that come from? And you know she's going to grow up to be a big beast. Oh, she's got huge paws. She's going to be big. <laughs> she's going to be big. Like her paws are – she's going to be a big old – I think that's going to be fun. That, that'll that be the, the big challenge for you when she's lumbering through the house. <laughs> yeah. But, no, the mom was on site, so the mom was big too. So just not like fatter and just a tall, beefy lab. So that's what I had. And, well, and I'll be riding solo now this week. So, because you are tied up this I'm, week. I'm, I'm busy. Like After today, I, I'm going to – I'm hoping I'm going to get out to this northern PH baseball there, there game. There is a chance. At PH at uh, 430. Uh, but uh, there's a lot going on. So, yeah, Brady's basically going to be solo through Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll get back to normalcy again next week. So, I don't know what you're going to do Wednesday and Friday for the shows. But I'll have some games to talk about. And, yeah. Uh, also, if you get out to your game tonight, we will have reached 200 games done. No, we'll be at is 199. It, is it 199? We'll be at 199. I thought we were at 200. You, no, we would have been, but you oh, didn't, I didn't do, do two I games just, on Oh, Friday. so tomorrow, the solo game, just me, is going to be 200. So the, the 200th game would be the softball game between Marysville and Marine City. That's not a bad 200th game. That would be a great 200th game. And if it's if if I don't do a game tonight, then Wednesday's game, St. Clair at PH in softball would be equally as deserving. Games. But just the fact that we got to 200 games, because like when we first did this, like initially when when we set up the company in August, like uh, you were like, how many games do you think we'll do? And I said, we'll do 100 games between football, basketball, hockey, baseball, soft. We'll do 100 games. Yeah, and we just blowing past that well and we're at 200 and and that's with, we might we might get to 250 yeah no it's it's been crazy how many games we've done because i mean you think about it basically six days a week we've had a game like i'd like to go back and see the last time we didn't have a game some game on saturday and that's going to be this saturday we don't have anything finally yeah that that was wild i looked at that and go oh the, you, you catch a break here because there's nothing Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I mean, in ba- basketball, usually no one plays on Saturday, but because of COVID, people were playing Saturday games to get in. I mean, we've done triple headers of basketball. We've done – I mean, the one day you did five softball games. That was actually fun. Like, it moved along, and it was mm-hmm. – and I had a couple of really good games, uh, a couple of one-run games there, and that, I saw home runs. That always <laughs> helps. And yeah, like we said uh, – once we get done with baseball and softball season, I'm sure we'll have a like a few retrospective episodes, like best games, best moments, best performances. You'll get to rest your voice. Yes. Because you, you get scratchy sometimes. You're getting scratchy this winter, and I was worried about you. And you were at, uh, I think it was the quarterfinal basketball yeah. game for Crosslex. Yeah. And I, I was listening to you because I didn't have a, a game that night. Mm. Um, and I'm like, Come on, Brady. You got to pace yourself. <laughs> you're you're not going to have anything for the second quarter. Like I know it's exciting. There's a lot of energy in the building, but but pace it, pace it. You can get excited without like losing your voice in the first quarter of a game. So I did finish that game in the double overtime game. I was sweating by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I had which to... is good though. Which I mean, it it's it's a nice experience. And by the way, okay, so I've been doing this for like 30 years, mm-hmm. but. This is really your first full season doing it, and my professional opinion, where you're at right now, you're already pretty good. Well, thank you. And I don't, and I really don't want to inflate his head because he can get going sometimes. But you're going to do all right at this. Well, thank you. I mean, it, I, it, with the way our schedule's set up, you're either going to get good at it or you're not going to do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, what do we say? 
I probably did 40-some basketball games. I've probably done 50 baseball or softball games. I'm either going to figure it out or I'm not. It's throw you in the deep end and you don't have a choice. And the nice thing is you, you kind of do get to make some mistakes here because as much as we love it, it's not the big time. It's it's high school sports and yeah. you're not expected to be no, super you, polished. You have fun with it. And every once in a while when somebody's walked 23 hitters and struck out two and hit 15 <laughs> you mess up and then say the wrong name who's at bat and you're like oh no no he's not at bat this is so-and-so well yeah well because <laughs> like sometimes you get a lineup card mixed up and just like the wacky stuff that happens in high school sports that well the last uh like week and a half i've actually gotten a couple of lineup cards from the managers that weren't right yeah, me too. Where like the it says so and so is, but it's this isn't so and so. Yes. So and like that's the thing that makes almost high school sports harder. And I actually only had like one or two umpires. I had one guy, the same guy. I had him in the Mar- the Algonac tournament at Marysville, and I had him for Marine City Frazier. He would report the substitutions to me, and that guy was awesome because he's like, did you get it? Like, five for 17. I'm like, yes, I did. Sometimes the manager would be like, the way one's going in for 21. And then they just show up, and they don't announce substitutions, especially when they do it defensively. And you're like, oh, that's a fly ball to right, and that's not the same person out there. Yeah. No, yeah, it it happens. Uh, And you just kind of – uh, high school hockey, I'm I'm in the habit at hockey where I make sure I look at the two goalies every period <laughs> when they come out to make sure the same guy is still in goal because I've even had that. The You, you get uh, some – Brother Rice is famous. They'll bring three goalies, and by the end of the game, all three will have played. I'm trying to think what other weird stuff has happened in our games. Like, I mean, the, the best is like the managers just – are talking to the umpire and it's like four thirteen and it's a four thirty game. They go, all right, we're starting. Yeah, and you're like, that you're like, no, I have a five minute pregame. I have to do. <laughs> no, back when we had, we were obligated to play the this week. Uh, oh. that, that's a five minute program that the MHSAA gives us to play. Um, the nice part about that is, though, aren't we technically only obligated to play it once a week? Yeah, but we play it basically. We overplay it, but. Right, but it's kind of a nice thing. It's to hard have. enough to guess when the game's going to start when you have to guess five minutes out. When we had to do it fifteen minutes out, it's for baseball and softball. For yeah. all the other sports, it's pretty easy. There's a clock up showing mm. you how much time you have until you they're at least going to sing the national anthem. Well, oh, football's weird with the national anthem. Like sometimes it will be like the end of the song. And then they're kicking off 30 seconds later. Sometimes they're like, oh, the bus just pulled up. Let's start playing it. <laughs> and, like, nobody's there. And then, like, my pregame hasn't started. And, and the other thing is, and this is something you never think about, but when you're trying to line up the breaks, because, again, we're the only people, so we're producing, engineering, we have to time the breaks. Some national anthems, they get, like, the, the orchestra version which, or, the, like, the band version, which is super quick. And, minute long. Yeah, and sometimes you get the Aretha Franklin version, which is five minutes long, and you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, start it, and then you hear it singing, and you're like, not this one. It I, takes too long. I love when the students sing the anthem except for they do drag it out. Yes. <laughs> they do drag it out, but a lot of them are so good at it that I don't mind. Well, and that's one thing. I don't care. If it's a student, go ahead. You you're, you go there. That's yeah, a this big, is that's your a moment. moment. And- yeah, But when it's some recording that someone just found on iTunes, no, I don't care. Get get the band version. Let's get this going. (laughs) And the other thing with baseball and softball is some fields play the national anthem, some fields don't. I I don't know. And this year, I think it's more of the COVID thing than anything else. Um, But yeah, most places I've been have gotten away from that. Yeah, and it, I'm sure it will come back next year when we've got some normal. Season. Yeah, I'm sure they well want to limit at least people standing out side to side or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that's just uh, just because yeah, it's the whole social distancing thing and like the 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 traditional thing in basketball, especially the girls. They mm-hmm. they hold hands mm-hmm. uh, during. But they the, did that the, all the year. And uh, a lot of teams like it was weird. The, the the and I don't know if the kids do it or or 
who organizes this stuff, but did you notice in basketball, one team would go across the three-point arc, which is the normal way to do it, and the other team would line up on the sideline? See, no, I think it's just by preference. I I don't think there's any. That's just, it just seemed like in every game I, they would do that, and like one team would pick sideline and one team would go across uh, like the foul line. No, I didn't. Oh, it happened in, in every game. But, yeah, those are just some other things you don't think about when you're going and you're like, and you have to worry about it. And the other thing is getting, like, when you do the tournaments, like getting the lineups before the next Yeah, game. you, you got to hustle. And, and here's the thing. Uh, so in, in baseball or softball, if we get a mercy game, we still play all of our commercials. Yes. Just in a, in a big bunch. So if, if your game ends at the end of the third inning – you got to play the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, seventh inning spots and, post and the post game, which ends spots. up being like eight minutes worth of commercials. Yeah. And, and in that time, you can either stay where you're at and get your what you're going to say for your post game, or you can try to run out from behind the table and at least get one lineup. Yeah, and you also, <laughs> but you also don't want to be the guy that like the game's over and they just break the other like coach got a lineup. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, and the coaches have been great too, by the yes. way. Can I? Can we throw that one out there? The coaches have been absolutely fantastic with us. Even guys from out of the area who don't really know who right. we are or what we are, like the Lakeview guys on yeah. Saturday, terrific. Um, the Warren Woods Tower coach was a, actually he was a blast because he was a funny guy and and, and like it was kind of neat talking to him. Uh, and they all get the lineups for you. They don't look at you like, what are you, a knucklehead? <laughs> and, and I've liked I've gotten to the point where there's some coaches, shout out, uh, Coach Dahlman, Coach Laboon. I know I'm missing some, Coach Rathje. A lot of the times I'll show up and there's a lineup right there already. Yeah, yeah. Coach, when they, they know we're coming. Coach Manis at Northern helps us out. Yep, they'll um, leave it right uh, where they know we're going to be. Yeah, so that that's nice. I'm like, nice, because the yeah. one game. Everybody's good to us except Denny White. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mean to Denny. I'll be down there Actually, tonight. Denny was ter- terrific, and he'll have the card ready for you. Yes. Him. I'll be down there tonight. <laughs> they play Ford. Big series uh, for what will end up being the league title. And, Dennis, your one game this week, you have softball action, right? No, I've got no, a baseball, baseball game You are today. baseball. Cross, Crosstown right. Rivals, Northern and that PH is right. start their series uh, this afternoon at PH at 4.30. Sounds good. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.